Welcome to the Living Water Service with the Lao Sanctuary Youth of Victory Bible Church International. We believe that as you listen to this word, you will grow bigger in wisdom. Now, the sermon. Ha. God bless you so much for coming to church. Amen. There's a story ahead. Um, whilst I was at the back, I just wanted to just share the story with you and then we'll start. Amen. There was this man of God who attended a service. He was invited for a church service, all right? This man had been starved the opportunity to preach the word for a long time. He had wanted to preach. And so finally, a church invited him to come and preach. Hallelujah. So he came, prepared a message. You know, tallest, different points. Now when he came, the church was a very musical church like our own. Hallelujah. So there was a lot of praise and worship. Then they invited another choir to sing. Then another person to sing. Then another person to do choreography. A lot of things. Hallelujah. And the man of God was sitting down at the front. He was looking at his time. And then finally, it was about 20 minutes for the service to end. And he invited the man of God. Hallelujah. Then he got up and picked the microphone. Then when he came up, he gave, he gave a disclaimer. He said that when I came for the service, I was sitting down quietly looking at all of you. When you, was, you were singing, you sang, sang. When it was time for dancing, you danced, sang. Now I have the microphone. Me too. I will preach, sang. So today, I have the microphone. I will preach, sang. Hallelujah. I won't even look here because they'll be giving me signals. So I'll be looking this way. I'll preach, son. Hallelujah. Oh, are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. We'll preach, we'll preach, son. Son. We want to bow down your head for a short word of prayer. Thank you, everlasting Father, for the opportunity to be in your house and for the opportunity to feed of your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that by your spirit you will teach us your word. In the name of Jesus, give us an impartation before we leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, amen. If you believe the prayer, amen. You hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, thank you so much to um, the leaders of the church for, you know, the opportunity to share a word. Um, I don't take it lightly at all. Amen. Um, and I hope that God through me will bless your life this evening. Amen. I want to speak to you shortly on a message I have titled, Don't Postpone Your Obedience. Don't postpone your obedience. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him, don't postpone your obedience. Look at the other side and tell the other person, don't postpone your obedience. Amen. You see, in these times, just like in the times of old, God is constantly calling people to do his work. In these times, just like in the times of old, God is still recruiting people into his house. So in these times, 2020, just 
like in the days of old, God is still in the business of bringing people into his business. And so tonight I'll be speaking to about four categories of people that are in the church of God. The first people that God is calling is people to do ministry. People to become pastors and shepherds of his house. Hallelujah. Those are the first people that I'll be, I'll be speaking to. The second people, and by the time I finish all those people, you realize that you fall in one or two of these categories. Amen. So the first people are people that God is calling to do his work, to become full-time ministers, to, to enter the ministry. Hallelujah. The second people would be people that God is calling to serve in his house, also ministers. So there are some people God is calling you to join the choir. Hallelujah. Some people God is calling you to join the intercessors, to join, you know, the instrumentalists, to join the ashes. Hallelujah. All these people, God is calling you into his business. And a third people, this one is for the entire church. God is calling people in these times into his commission. That commission to win the world for him. The commission to go all out and speak about Jesus and bring people into the kingdom. These three categories of people, God is calling. And you see, God is calling the old, God is calling the young. God is calling white people and God is calling black people. Short people, hey, short, tall people and short people. Hallelujah. Ladies, gentlemen, which other categories? Fair and dark. Hallelujah. God is calling all these people. God is calling you. God is calling people like us. But for our category, youth, young people, we have heard the call of God, but many of us are given an excuse. We have heard the call of God. We can tell that God wants me to do this in his house. You have the feeling that you, you have to be doing this for God. You have to be speaking to people about Jesus. You, you know, you know. At this point in your life, you can tell that God is pushing you in a certain direction. So you know it, that God is calling you. Whether into his ministry, whether to serve in his house, or whether to speak his word, to speak about Jesus to the ends of the world. God is calling you. And you have heard this call. But you are given an excuse. It's not that you won't do the work of God. You want to postpone it to a certain time. Why? The reason that a lot of us are given is that we are youth. We are young people. So God, take your time. Give me some 10 more years. When I hit 35, then I can start doing your work. A lot of us are given the excuse and postponing the our obedience to God because we are youth. Many of us. We have heard the call of God, but we are saying that I am still very young. Let God wait a little bit. Many of us are saying that I am still very shy. And that's because I am young. Many of us are saying that I'm still not very adequate. And that, that's because I'm young. That's what many of us are saying. 
because we are youths, because we are young people, we are postponing obedience to God's call. And tonight I want to be sharing with you from Scripture certain people that look at themselves as young people and because of that did not think they were capable of carrying out the work of God. But God had an answer for them. Hallelujah. And we'll find out very soon. Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. This was a young man that God had called to become a prophet to his people in the days of Josiah. So God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. God speaking to a young guy, Jeremiah. See that? No, no, go back. Verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That's what God was saying about him. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I sanctified you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. That's what God is saying concerning the youth. And then in verse 6, the young man responded to God. Look at what he said. He said, ah! (laughs) I was shocked when I saw this in the Bible. That's what Jeremiah said. He said, ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. Hallelujah. He said, ah, God. And that's what the Lord was telling God. That, Ebei, Erade, do you not see that I'm only a youth? I am not able to speak. He said, ah, God. I am not able to speak. Can't you see? Because I am only a youth. And that's the excuse many of us are given. That God, you want me to do this work for you. But, Ebei, can't you see that I am only a youth? Can you see that I'm still a teen? I'm still a small boy. That's what we are telling God. That you are still a, you're still a youth. And because of that, you cannot speak. And because of that, many of us are postponing our obedience to God. We are saying that, God, I believe in you. I trust that you have called me to do this work. But I cannot speak. I'm still very shy. When I speak, I I stutter a little bit. I don't know the right words to use. Sometimes I even go left to right center. I'm still a youth. Ah, God. And like Jeremiah, many of us are still giving this excuse that we are youth, that we are very young, and because of that, we cannot do his work. We look at ourselves and we see inadequacy because we are young. And we cannot see from the eye of God how God perceives us. We don't see that. We only see what we know of ourselves. The failures that we have talked for ourselves. And because of that, we know that we cannot do this work. Because of that, you, I, when they give me this mic to stand in front of people, hey, because I am only a youth. But God had a plan for Jeremiah. The same way God has a plan for your life. God, in his wisdom, had a plan for Jeremiah. He had appointed him 
a prophet to the nations. I said, the same way God has a plan for your life. I want to just share with you reasons why your youth is not an excuse. Hallelujah. The fact that you are young is not an excuse. Amen. Ah, my prayer is that after a service like this, our minds will be renewed concerning the work of the Lord. That we'll become zealous for the Lord. We'll be sold out. We'll be crazy about doing the work of the Lord in our youth. Hallelujah. The first reason why your youth is not an excuse is that your life is rooted in the purposes of God. And that's what the verse 5 or 6 is saying. That before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. See, God knows you. God knows you. God knows you. Your being here on earth is not a mistake. God has a purpose for your life. So your very life is rooted in the purpose and the plans of God. God has a scheme. He's working out things. And you are in the plan of God. You are not a mistake. God knows you. God knows you by name. You are in the very plan of God. So that's the first reason why your youth is not an excuse. Because God told Jeremiah that I knew you before I formed you. I knew you. So you are in my plan. So if I say that I have appointed you a prophet to the nation, then that is what you are. What you perceive about yourself, no, that's not hope. Do you understand what I'm saying? God knows you. And you are deeply rooted in the plan of God. Everything that is happening in your life is not happening at the blind side of God. God sees it. And God knows what is happening with your life. And God has a plan for your life. And you will live out that purpose. Hallelujah. The second reason is that God's authority is behind your going and your speaking. Let's go back to Jeremiah 1 from verse 6. Let's continue reading. God's authority is behind. Yes. Then I said, Our Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. Uh huh. Verse 7. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for to all to whom I send. No, let me read that again. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So you see, Jeremiah was told by God that you are not going of your own accord. You are not going because you are sending yourself. You are not going because you think you are so close to God and you have the mind of God and you want to share with people. You are going because God has sent you. And that's the same thing for you. You are going in the authority of God because God has said go. Because God has said that join the choir. Because God has said, minister in my house. Serve in my house. Because God has said that stand at the entrance and smile at people when they come into my house. You're doing that in the authority of God. So whatever God gives to you to speak, that is what you speak. So you're not going in your own accord. Hallelujah. So the first reason is that your life is rooted in the purposes of God. And the second is that God's authority is behind your going and your speaking. The third reason is that 
God will be with him to deliver him. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse, verse 8. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. Such assurance from God. God is telling you that it doesn't matter who I'm sending you to. Don't worry. I will be with you to deliver you. That is what God is telling you. That whatever assignment I am giving you, don't worry. I will be with you to deliver you. See, if you have this consciousness, you understand that you are in the plan of God. Like, whatever step you are taking, you are taking because of God. You are not afraid. Many of us, let me use this example. If you, you enter into any, um, well, what should I use? Uh, major office, all right, any government office. And then you enter in part and you tell the secretary that the general manager sent me. <laughs> and a lot of us who have to start service and things like that, when we get some connections and we go to the office with our letters, we say that, oh, Mr. Kojo Enchi said that you bring this paper. You're not afraid because you know that you have the backing of the general manager, Mr. Kojo Enchi. Hey, Kojo Enchi sounds like somebody. Yo. You, you know Kojo Enchi? Hey. Kojo Enchi. Honorable Kojo Enchi, hallelujah. Because you have the backing of the general manager. The same way, when God is sending you, he's telling you that, do not be afraid. For I am with you to deliver you. So when you have to tell somebody that Jesus loves you, you are not afraid because God is saying that I am with you to deliver you. You go with boldness because you have the backing of the law. It doesn't matter whether you are like this or like that. You have the backing of the law. So your youth is not an excuse. Because God is with you to deliver you. Hallelujah. Your youth is not an excuse. So no more reasons that I'm still very young. Give me a little more time. There was a scripture that I know you have heard over and over again in this service. I think when Brother Okante was teaching one Sunday, he shared the scripture. First Timothy chapter 4. At a lot of youth service, you hear the scripture. It is very powerful. Hallelujah. It says that, let no one despise you for your youth. But set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. He said, don't let anyone despise your youth. Other rendition says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Hey. That's what the Apostle Paul was telling his son, Timothy. He said that, don't let anyone be like, how do you say that? <laughs> don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But be an example to the believers, not to young people, not to the Sunday school peeps, not to young adults. He said, be an example to all believers in speech, in conduct, 
in love, in faith, in purity. Be an example to all believers. It is possible that as young as we are, we are an example to the church of God. And people look at us and say that, ah, this young guy, when I look at him, I see a perfect example of true faith. When I look at him, I see an example of true love. Ah, this is that really loves for no reason. Be an example to the, church, to the believers, not to you, not to Sunday school people, to all believers. That's what Paul is telling Timothy. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But be an example. Let, let's continue. Let's, let's read the other verses. 13, verse 13. Said until I come, devote yourself, <laughs> devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Hey, the apostle Paul is telling Timothy, his young guy, his youth, that until I come, devote yourself to these things. Do not neglect your gifts. Let's continue, Christ. Do not neglect your gifts, which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. He said that don't neglect your gift. That gift that is resident in you by the laying on of hands. Don't neglect it. Don't neglect your ability to sing. That gift that when you open your mouth, you see, when some of us open our mouths to sing, the kind of things that come out. But when you open your mouth to sing, it's a sweet melody. Hey. That ministers to the heart and to the soul of men. And you want to hide this gift. Do not neglect your gift. That when you stand at the gate and somebody walks in and you smile and you just do your hair like that. And the person wants to come to church next week Sunday just to see that smile. Do not neglect your gift. Oh, we are not joking though. There's somebody in you, when a person starts to laugh, you can't help but laugh. Oh, yeah, very continuous. Hey, what a gift. Do not neglect your gift. Let, let's continue. Let's finish the scripture. Verse 15. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Say, be diligent in these things. Give yourself wholly to them. That thy profiting may be evident to all men. That's what the Bible is saying. That everyone will see your, prog your progress. The people see you. Like, ah. And it's the same way, Pastor said, for some of the youth in the house. Like I remember sometimes, I used to see them in that room. And then I came around and I saw them and I was like, hey! This particular brother, this particular brother, this one. What's your name, brother? What's your name? What? Ellis. At one time, I came for the youth service, and the brother started singing. I was like, hey, is it this boy? No, I remember him. I remember him. See, his progress is being made evident to all men. <laughs> so do not neglect your gift. 
Don't let anyone despise you because you are young. Hallelujah. We are wrapping up. Amen. Are you being blessed? Oh, are you being blessed? Okay. Like I said, we preached, uh, we're not on page three. I can't page best. We preached, uh, amen. Now, to postpone your obedience is equal to disobedience. I've, I've heard this said several times, that delayed obedience is disobedience. When God says do something now, and you decide to postpone it, that is disobedience. And there are some consequences of disobedience. And I want to share only two with you. One of them is that God finds replacements. God finds replacements. And I've seen this several times in my life. Several times. I, I write small, small, all right? And several times I'll receive, like, I'll get the net to write something, to write an article. And I'll go like, hey, babe, this one, yeah, it's not so deep. It's not, it's not so deep. I'll put it aside. Then, like, joke, like, joke, I'll just go on Facebook. Then I'll see the same article. The same message. And sometimes I'll be reading, and I'll be seeing a lot of, like, grammar errors here and there, like, mistakes that I, I would not make in my eyes. And I'll be like, I could have written this better. But I did not obey the voice of God. And God gave somebody the same way, and the person obeyed. And I think that I could have done a better job than the person. But I did not obey. And that happens with a lot of us. You are in a congregation. And as somebody leaves the mic to sing, and you know, at the back, that's one of you could have sang it better, but you are at the back. And the person is here. The person has to obey the voice of God. Why are you not part of the choir? No, do you understand what I'm saying? You are saying that the <laughs> The person, you, they, didn't welcome, they didn't welcome you well. But what happened to you coming to welcome people the way it ought to be done? What happened to you joining the choreography team, the drama team? There is so much to be done in the house of God. Begin to do them. No, don't think that you are young. Don't know. No. But move from that state. Some, no, let me not go. Some of you, the things you know, the things you know, no, no, don't say that you are young. You are, you are not young, dear. Some, there are things some of you know. Let's read Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. It says, that's what the Spirit says. Today, if you hear his voice, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. You see, postponing this, um, obedience to God hardens your heart. If you do not obey today, what is the likelihood that you will obey tomorrow? The more you postpone obedience to God, the more your heart is hardened. Go, go, go to verse 13. The more you postpone, the more your heart is hardened. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. As you postpone your obedience, as you say, no, let me wait until I'm 30. Let me wait until I'm 25. Let me wait until I'm 35. That your heart is being hardened. If you're not doing it today, what shows that you do it tomorrow? Don't postpone your obedience to God. Don't postpone your obedience to the work of God. So if you hear his voice today, don't harden your heart. Heed his call. 
answer his call. Psalm 119 verse 60 says that, I will hasten to obey the commandments of God. I will hasten to do his word. Say, I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandment. That is where we have to get to. Where we hasten. So you are hearing the word of God right now. That my youth is not an excuse. No. I'm not too young to make an impact in the kingdom of God. I hasten and do not delay to obey. So quickly, when we close, I'm going to see Pastor Jose. Oh, Pastor Jose, I want to join the choir. Oh, you are hastening to do the work of God. You are hastening to obey the call of God. And that's what God wants us to be. Not delaying to obey his call. Not delaying to do his work. Tonight, God is calling all of us to his work. You think, okay, ask for you what I'm saying. You can't do anything in his house. But God is calling you to be a soul winner. God is calling you to tell that brother in your house, that sister, that friend, that Jesus loves him, that Jesus loves her. That's what God is calling you to do, to become a soul winner, to win the world for him. Do not postpone your obedience. Don't wait until it's too late. So today, when you hear the voice of God, when you hear the word of the Lord, don't harden your heart. Do not harden your heart to the work of God. And don't postpone. Don't say that, no. When I finish, when I finish SHS, then I'll be free to do the work of God. Or when I finish the university, oh, what lies we told ourselves. No, 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 it's a lie. If ever you do the work of God, it is now. If ever you will heed the call of God, it is now. Do not postpone the obedience of God. God is calling you to himself. Do not postpone the obedience of God. Do not postpone your obedience to God. God is calling you to himself. I just want that to sink in. That you're not too young to do the work of God. You're not too young to be a soul winner for the Lord. See, when we look at all that's happening around the world, young people are encouraged to do all kinds of things. When it comes to issues about climate, people are encouraging young people to do things. What is happening in Nigeria? And South, people are encouraging young people to be bold and to stand up for themselves and to face the government. Young people. And you see young people on the streets. Young people are being stirred up. That's what should happen in the kingdom of God. That young people become crazy for God. That young people become so stirred up that they want to do nothing but do the work of God. They, want, they, they don't want to do any other thing but preach Jesus to people. Today, if you hear the voice of God, do not harden your heart. And do not say that the time is not right. One more year, two more years. No, the time is now to do the work of God. I just end by saying that. Do not postpone your obedience to God. Don't. This is the time to do His work. And in our church, we have the opportunity to do so much more. They've given us our own service. Shoot service. Living water service. Even the name is powerful. Take advantage of that and do something in the house of God. Amen. Oh, if you have been blessed, put your hands together for the Lord. Celebrate Jesus. We know who we are. We are born of God. Oh, we know what to do.
Thank you for listening. We hope that you were blessed by this sermon. Stay tuned for more episodes of God's precious word. We are